Welcome to our 59th Muna class in the studio of Rav Shalom Oreshlita. And we have the pleasure to be hosting Rav Dayan Elgod, not just as a translator as in the past, but today as a stand-in and a... <laughs> what are we going to say for that comment? <laughs> okay, say a pathetic... Substitute. No, no, no. Yes, yes. Use those words. A pathetic, a wonderful, a pathetic and the substitute. <laughs> Someone who's a dying in Yushalayim Hashem and and has been a connected to the Rav for many, many years and his teachings and standing in for the Rav. We're still praying and dedicating our classes to the full Rafur Shlema of Rav Sholem Ben Yamna. And guess what? We have a return guest all the way from Uman. Yes, that was the last time we <laughs> had you. Time, yeah. The last time I, I was on my way to the airport that day, unfortunately, I couldn't actually be in the class. I had to leave suddenly to, to go home. But nevertheless, we had with Dov Halperin in Uman with Rav Oresh and with Ralph Cohen translating. Now we are in the studio in Yushalayim. And you've come all the way from? Uh, Ramat Sharon. Ramat Sharon. How far? far? A few hours? Yeah, 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Wow. <laughs> Not that far. Thank God, Israel, even though. It seems big, but it's actually uh, much easier if, as long as the All traffic's the not crazy. All the way from the other side, uh, you know, yeah. by the yeah. Mediterranean Sea there. Yeah. <laughs> you get to see the sea, yeah? Yeah. Wow, lucky Sometimes. You. Sometimes. <laughs> okay, so we welcome Dov Halperin. Check him out. We welcome all our guests that join us in the Holy Land and the Holy Yushalayim and online, all of you out there. So many inspired followers. Blessings to our special guests and the Munastaf and all to the full healing and to be rid of corona and all of the forms and that means also all the restrictions as well it's about time we get Amen. rid of them Amen. and have all have a full shlema specifically Rav Sholem Oresh Rav Sholem Ben Yamna Tila Rivka Bas Masha and these classes are also to have the Ben Chaim Chaim to the elevation to the pure soul of Gedalia's son Gedalia Fenster's son Yerachmud Daniel Ben Gedalia we appreciate your dedication to the Immuna classes to the Rav's teachings Wish everyone a good week, a healthy rest of winter. It's still cold. That's why you see me wrapped up still. And climax to show of him, Tat, Adar of joy, and share and share Amuna global all. That's Amen. it. Amazing. We want Amuna. Imagine if Amuna would be everywhere, then uh, we'd all be with the base of Migdash. It would be amazing. There'd be no more problems. So it's just a matter of us doing our job and mission and bringing that reality. First, we'd say thank you for all the appreciated feedback and questions. To remind everyone about Rav Arosh's Amuna exercise on the website, breslev.com. One is the Gratitude Garden of Amuna book, the latest book. We hope to have more soon. And also the pamphlet of Campaign Love of People with Devotion booklet. It's been updated, the new edition, thanks to the guidance of our Rabonim here. And also to wonderful Torah study. This is what someone wrote. Here, let's get to the, the dedications, uh, or rather the feedback. Thank you to this wonderful rabbi for these videos. Thanks also to Breslov team and YouTube for making them available. That was on reference to Dr. Bainin's videos, which are still up. Thank God. Now, good morning. Rav Shalom Oresh from NC, which I assume is North Carolina with hearts. Blessed be God created the universe and grant long life to Rav Sholem Ben Yamna, who has given his life to bring us closer to Hashem, to Dara Balacha, Hashem, Amen Amen. This is all on the different videos from Rav Oresh, the clips we put up every week, the short versions and the slightly longer clips. We put up as many as we can. Thank God we have a great team downstairs editing. And uh, only with Hashem we have all. The Schlepping Nachas Jam. Yes, that was in reference to last week's Schlepping Nachas Jam. 
That video went up after the Rav left. We had a jam and it's seven something minutes of pure Simcha about the Petik. And they even put in a little clip of Rav Orish taking out his Petik and everyone, you know, having a good time singing. It was very special where they managed to squeeze it in nice. there from the last visit. So as if Rav Orish was there. Thank you, Rabbi. So true. Someone wrote, Shalom. A lot of humans want to be lifted to be able to create these little kingdom of love and peace for their glory. There is only one kingdom where you want to be lifted to live in his glory. That I think was on reference to uh, Nissan Black's lifted video, which is still going around. Shalom from Oklahoma, USA. What a crew. Baruch Hashem. Schleppers. That was in reference to Shlepping Nachas, the full class, excellent class last week. Rafua Shlema, Rav Shalom Arsh Ben Yamna. Schlepping Nachas. We love, we love, love. We want more, we want more Schlepping Nachas. There we go. It was very popular. A lot of people enjoyed the class, and it's thank God all our footage can be shared on our live feed facebook youtube it's thank god it's all there edited and the official versions get it out there and uh including my class will be tomorrow going live monday weekly 3 30 we're putting up with ralph cohen's class please god soon more classes on rabbi nachman's stories jonathan belayash is getting some good feedback and we're looking forward to welcome back again with dine because to get some classes somehow or another from him, but this is our special opportunity to have him here. Thank you, Hashem, for everything you give us, all our team, the MC, Rav Dayan Algo Translate, the previous and coming classes. Thank God for these classes. We'll hopefully be joining you next week. We're still hopeful that Rav Oish himself, because his health is improving. And that gets us to our first question. Before we get there, we're going to have a song. Dov Halpern. Yes, and Bezrat Hashem, when the Rav comes back, then I will not be a pathetic substitute. No, I'll no, be no. an adequate translator. No, 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 no. Not going. no I say I meant to the Rav Oish part, but not to the pathetic part. We we respect and appreciate you. Thank you. So let's uh, let's go. Let's go with the message of uh, smile that we uh, like yes. in this room. You know. Amen. Smile out the window Smile at the world Smile at the people All through the night Smile at the moonlight Smile at your friends Smile at the ones you know And the ones you don't You don't know how many people you change Just give it a try Take some time, give them a hug And give them a smile Smile at the office Smile in your car oh. Smile at the sunshine After the rain Smile at the children yeah. Smile at the old Smile at the ones you love And the ones you don't You don't know how many people you change Just give it a try Take some time, give them a hug And give them a smile Yeah Whoa Yeah
change Just give me the try Take someone's hand Give them a hug And give them a smile Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa Thanks Very for joining nice. us again. Dov, <laughs> it's such an honor to have you back in the studio. We, I think it was a, more than a year. I think it was even summery months when you first came. Yeah. Yeah, it was all like tanned and hot. Thank God. So we're in a colder time. We're going to warm it up a little bit. We're in Chodesh Adda. Zion, Ad, Zion Adda is coming up. The outside Moshe Rabbeinu. That's going to be the second question we have here. Moshe Rabbeinu, Zion Adda coming up. What does that mean? So to tie it into the first question, I'm just going to read out. Some people are asking again and again and again. It's an urgent question over here. What is Rav Orish's health situation? Is it improving? What is the truth? Some people unfortunately posted online mistakenly that he had a stroke uh, outside and it made a lot of confusion and, and the Rav's no longer speaking anymore, God forbid. So um, thank God we settled that. We clarified it with the help of the Orish family directly and we were in contact with those people a lot of those posts were corrected or taken down we are struggling to respond this is what i wrote directly how will we share the pain and challenge with this recent news about the beloved rav schlitter we're giving individual responses to those who are friends and followers of the rav schlitter as all are based on the rav words of the focus is on a spiritual remedy that's going to tie into zion adder we're going to talk about the concept of the sadik the rav according to the orish family and rav dynamic has done all the tests and it's clear while his health is improving, Baruch Hashem, the Rav Dino could just update me now, just the, the Rav health, he's, he was at Malav Malka last night, he was talking, he was involved, he was playing the, what's it called? Dabuka. Dabuka. <laughs> yes, the Dabuka, the drum thing, yeah. And so it's all happening over there. The issue with his speech, as of two and a half years ago before Uman, is a Ruchnius challenge, and we all need to work on more Shmir Saloshan, especially about the Sadiqim, which once again, we're connecting to what we're going to discuss today. And keep up the prayers and campaigns for the love of all people. We have that here. Only good news and good Chodesh. That was already because this was posted last week. By the way, the Rav's speech recovered once he came to Uman Rosh Hashanah. Remember that? We all saw it with our own eyes. It wasn't just me. We witnessed the miracle of someone who seemingly wasn't speaking and he had a bracha from a David Chazera. And then once he gets to Uman, to Rabbi Nachman, and he's in his holy Sion and things start to, his health will improve, and it did. And he was able to give amazing droshes that year and speeches in Uman, Rosh Hashanah, I think it was 2019, as guided by his Dastor. We witness, uh, we witness this. Is there some physical effect to the Rav? Yes, it does seem like some slight difference, but that is an Aramuna focus. As it's obvious to all, the Rav's dedication and his extensive schedule to bring Amuna global with almost endless prayers, inspiring classes, like here in the studio, he goes back to back to back, and we hopefully welcome him back again in the studio soon. Amen. Thousands of Amen. connecting meetings, we meet with thousands of people, we even have Toronto meeting out, uh, uh, reaching out again, they want to host the Rav for online meetings. Brooklyn, please go, we're going to start posting that, um, a potential trip in May. May we share only healing and joy, Amen. And that's Amen. really the first two questions, and now we'll go to the Rav Dian Elgrod in reference to the health and the sadik, how they all come together. Please go. Well, let's start speaking first of all about Zainada. Thank you very much, Rebilio. And I hope that next week I'm only going to be here as a translator and the Rov will be here himself and we'll all be much happier. Mm -hmm. uh, why Zainada 
the seventh month, the seventh day of the month of Adar so important. The Gemara says in Tractate Kiddushin on page 38 that on Zayn Adar, Moshe Rabbeinu was born and Moshe Rabbeinu also passed away. In other words, he lived for a full 120 years and it was day to day. Now we know that Moshe Rabbeinu represents all the tzaddikim. Rabbi Nachman of Vesa speaks about it very much in his book Likutei Moharan on the second Torah. He brings the Gemara in Tractate Chabas on page 101 that says Moshe Shapir Kamat, the name that they used to describe other Torah sages was the name of Moshe. Now, there are even opinions in the Halacha and among the Tanoim that Moshe Rabbeinu was born in leap year, like this year, and he was born on Adar Aleph, which is Zayn Adar, the day that we're going to be on Tuesday, and he also passed away on Zayn Adar Aleph. Mm, so, wow. whatever happens, there's a whole importance of speaking now about the whole concept of a tzaddik. But before I start speaking specifically about what Rabbeinu teaches us, and we're going to be learning something from inside, I'd like to answer a, a, a question and even specify a point. Many times over the years, people have asked me, tell me, what is this whole concept about a tzaddik? I mean, why do I need a tzaddik? Why do I need someone special, someone who can elevate my prayers, someone who can guide me? Why can't I do it myself? I mean, Hashem gave me an intellect. He gave me an ashama. He gave me a mind. Why do I need the tzaddik's help? Now, that's a very good question, isn't it, Rebilio? Very fair. We know that there's a rule. What was is what shall be. If we look carefully, people who say this to me, I tell them that they didn't really learn the Torah and learning all the sages around the different verses properly because Amisrol received the Torah not from Hashem. They received it from the Tzaddik. Ooh, that's, a, that's an earthquake, isn't it? Saying such a sentence. I'm going to explain. The Midrash says, and Rashi brings this in several places, that Amisrol only heard two commandments from Hashem. The first two, Anuchi, Velo Yelecha. Says the Midrash and the Gemara brings this in Tractate Shabbos on page 88. The, the Gemara there says, every single time Amisrol heard Hashem's voice, do you know what happened to them? They died. Nafshi my soul left as Hashem spoke. And Hashem had to bring the Jew, yeah? He had to bring all this different, uh, uh, different spiritual powers to revive them again. And Amisrol were revived twice. And after twice, they sent to Kemtai Moshe Rabbeinu and they said to him, listen, Moshe Rabbeinu, we've had enough. Please, you speak to us and we'll listen. We don't want Hashem to speak to us. We've had enough of dying. We can die once, we can die twice, but that's too much. We're not able to cope with dying and being revived, dying and being revived. And Moshe Rabbeinu, he is the one who spoke all the 611 commandments to Am Yisrael. That's why the verse says at the end, the last, the last Pasha, the last segment of the Torah, Parshat Vezot Abracha, it says, Torah Tzivalanu Moshe. Says that the Midrash, Torah, the numerical value is 611. 611 commandments were given to Am Yisrael by Moshe Rabbeinu. Now, how were they given? I'd like you to, do, to imagine this scenario. Rashi tells us in Parshat Shlach that every time Moshe Rabbeinu was speaking to Hashem, he went into Ohel Moed, and the only person that heard him was Moshe Rabbeinu. No one outside Oil Mohed could hear what Hashem says. Now, imagine this scenario. Moshe Rabbeinu goes in to Oil Mohed. He comes out and he says to Am Yisrael, Shalom Aleichem, dear Am Yisrael. HaKadosh Baruch Hu told me a new commandment that I've got to tell you. From now on, you have got to bring your tithe to me and to my brother, Aharon the Kohen. Again, two days later, dear Am Yisrael, we have a new commandment. Hashem told me, that every single new fruit that you have, you've got to bring to my brother, 
to Aaron Akoin. By the way, you've also got to give us part of your livestock. You've got to give us 48 cities in Eretz Yisrael for us to live there. And you have to respect us. You have to remember that we're the Kohanim, are elevated, and we have special and unique things, Vikidashto. Imagine all these commandments that Am Yisrael heard. They never heard Hashem say them to Moshe Rabbeinu. They saw Moshe Rabbeinu going into the tent. They see Moshe Rabbeinu coming out, and then Moshe Rabbeinu tells them all these things. How can they believe him? Maybe Moshe Rabbeinu is chas v'chalila, motivated by his own personal interests. I mean, a person who was not pure and holy as Moshe Rabbeinu, that's what he'd do between you and me, I'm sorry to say, with my spiritual level, that's what I'd do. Hey, this is a wonderful <laughs> opportunity to cope with all the difficult financial situation that we have now in Israel and in the world. We'll be speaking about that soon. But why would Am Yisrael believe Moshe Rabbeinu? Two of the most important events that happened in the life of Am Yisrael, HaKadosh Baruch Hu did them in order for Am Yisrael to believe in Moshe Rabbeinu. The first one was Kriyat Yamsuf. When the Red Sea broke, the verse says, Vayaminu Bahashem, they believed in Hashem, Uve Moshe Avdo, and then Moshe his servant. And Matan Torah, when Hashem gave us the holy Torah on Mount Sinai, it says, Vegam Bechayaminu Leolam. Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, I want Am Yisrael to believe in you. We received 611 commandments out of 613 through Moshe Rabbeinu. No one heard them except for Hashem and Moshe Rabbeinu. Do you understand what a level of emuna Am Yisrael had to have in the tzaddik in that generation? That's why whenever anyone tried to undermine the power of the tzaddik, the punishment was severe and immediate. The tzaddik's sister, Miriam, at the end of Pasha's Baloischa, when she spoke about him, comparing him to other prophets, bang, for seven days she was punished. She got the punishment of tzarat, of leprosy. She was put in bidud, we'd say that she was put, she was, she was closed, it was a, how would I translate bidud? How would Isolation. You say Isolation for seven days. All of Am Yisrael knew this. Korach, when Korach decided to dispute Moshe Rabbeinu, the punishment was terrible. 250 people were burnt in the heavenly fire. The rest of Korach's congregation were all swallowed by the, by the, by, by the earth opening up. When you speak about the tzaddik, Hashem reacts with severity. Why? Because the whole Torah that we got is through the tzaddik. Now, through that, we can now understand the whole concept of the tzaddik. If we got the Torah through the tzaddik, why do you think things are going to change? Every generation, we receive the Torah through the tzaddik. So if you think that you are able to receive the Torah on your own, the answer is no, you can't. You need the tzaddik. And without the tzaddik's intervention, without his assistance, without his guidance, you will never be able to really receive the Torah. And Rabbeinu writes this very specifically in a Torah that we're going to be learning soon. After we have a bit more of a break, we're going to be learning the key and the most fundamental, basic Torah that Rabbeinu has. One, two, three, and I'll explain myself afterwards. And I think now is the time for a song, don't you, Rabbeinu? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Let's go. We want to thank again, Dov, for the wonderful fruits he brought for Rav Shalom Orosh, Rav Shalom Ben Yamna. Dedicate all the music and all the energy we're doing here for the Rav's full healing and the fruits we please God afterwards will bring to the Rav's home and it's a mitzvah bikr cholim. Amen. Once again, everyone's been reaching out with beautiful prayers and beautiful tefillahs for the Rav and good wishes and we thank everybody and please God, we'll be hearing from the Rav himself very soon. Amen. Amen. That'll be the best. <laughs>
So this song, I'd like to uh, give a shout out uh, to the Nachum Siegel Network, who have been uh, playing it, uh, giving this song a little bit of airplay recently. Nice. It's a song about uh, how much we all love Shabbos. We love Shabbos. And, uh, you know, that whiskey, that little glass of whiskey, you know, uh, right before Kabbalah Shabbat, does wonders sometimes. <laughs> Fine. For those who drink whiskey. <laughs> Nisim, I'm Hada. still waiting for that bottle. Simple, yeah, Hava, the Hava. The Hava. Yeah, where is it? I want to see more. Kol ha-shavu zazim Kol ha-shavu ha-pkakim Kol ha-shavu ha-mechakim מחכים שזה יעבור יום השבת זה מנוחה יום השבת עבר יום השבת עם המשפחה ועם בורא עולם לך דודי לקראת קלה ופני שבת נקבלה לך דודי לקראת קלה ופני שבת נקבלה כל השבוע עובדים כל השבוע עם אנשים זרים מן הזרים הם בטח לא שכנים יום השבת זה מנוחה יום השבת עבר יום השבת עם החברים קידוש וגם חמים ילך דודי לקראת קלה פני שבת לקבלה לך דודי לקראת קלה ובני שבת נקבלה לקראת קלה לכו ונלך כי מקור הברכה מראש וקדם נסוכה סוף מעשה במחשבה תהילה Wow, beautiful. Thank you, Dov. Amazing. Should we continue? And we just now finished Shavas. Wow, Shavas. <laughs> yeah, let's continue. I would like to learn with you a Torah of Rabbi Nachman of Breslev. And I'm going to use the wonderful, wonderful translation of Rabbi Chaim Kramer Schlitter. 
beautiful translation of Likutei Moharan. Breslev.org. Breslev.org. This is the most essential Torah and teaching that Rabbeinu, Rabbi Nachman of Breslev has. Its code name is 123. And why is that? Because it appears in chapter 123. So well. you can always remember 123. And the words that Rabbi Nachman of Breslev uses, he doesn't use it anywhere else. I'd like to read. The essence and foundation on which everything depends. This is the only place Rabbi Nachman uses this phrase. The essence and the foundation on which everything depends is one's binding oneself to the tzaddik of the generation. You have to be connected to the tzaddik, just like the Torah was received in the times of Moshe Rabbeinu through the tzaddik, through Moshe, so too in every generation, a Talmud Chochem who's called Moshe, you have to bind yourself to a tzaddik to receive the Torah from him. And Rabbeinu continues, accepting his word in whatever he says. This is how it is in matters small and great, not deviating, God forbid, from his word. The first thing you have to understand is by binding yourself to the tzaddik, you ask him everything. You ask him big things, you ask him small things, you understand that he is the funnel, he is the pipeline that is connected to Hashem, and through him can you hear Hashem's word. Don't deviate from what the tzaddik says. Even if you think that you're right, never ever deviate, because he sees things that you don't see. I heard once a beautiful parable from one of my rabbis and teachers, Rabbi Mordechai Liyao Zecher Tzaddik Livrocha. He says, why does a tzaddik see things that we don't see? He gave an example of an airport. In an airport, we know that we have all the different, uh, that we have the flight supervisors. Now, the flight supervisors normally sit inside what's called the supervision tower in a very high place where they can see the whole airport. They can see all the different things that are happening around and they can guide the planes and tell them, listen, you come land in route number one, you in route number two. They know what is going on because they are higher up and they can see things that people standing on ground cannot see. He said that is the same concept of the tzaddik. He's connected to Hashem. He sees things that we don't see. And Rabbeinu continues. The second thing is casting off from oneself all pseudo-wisdoms. We unfortunately have many different pseudo-wisdoms that we think we know. We think this is the way that things should work. We think that we understand what's going on. I always say this, that when Obama was running for presidency in America, he always used his, his whole campaign was based on the sentence, yes, we can. Remember that? Well, we as Yidden, our belief is, no, we can't. We cannot do things on our own. We have to have the help of the tzaddik. We have to have the help of Hashem. And since the tzaddik is connected to Hashem much more than we are, we have to connect ourselves to the tzaddik. And the third thing Rabbi Nachman Abrasov writes is, and dismissing one's knowledge as if one had no intelligence other than what one receives from the tzaddik and the rav of the generation. Because as long as one retains some of one's own intellect, one lacks completion and is not bound to the tzaddik. We are all clever people, we are all intelligent people, we have our own opinions and our own ideas and concepts, but as long as we grasp onto them, and don't cancel whatever we have, don't cast away all those things and bind ourselves completely to the tzaddik, we're not really connected to him. I always say this, 
that the worst word to use when one talks about emuna, especially with binding yourself to the tzaddik, is the word bat. Why am I saying that? This is how many people react. Listen, he's right, but I think that maybe in this situation things are different. I agree with what he's saying, but I have a different opinion. That is the worst word in emuna. Because once you start doing that, once you start thinking that you know maybe better than the tzaddik, you're not really bound to the tzaddik. And I'd like to read you one last sentence in this basic and essential Torah. Rabbeinu writes, Had Israel not cast off from themselves the pseudo-wisdoms, they would not have received the Torah. They might have denied everything, God forbid. All that Moshe Rabbeinu did with them would have been of no help to them. Rabbeinu says that the only way Am Yisrael accepted the Torah is because they cast away everything, they connected and bound themselves to Moshe Rabbeinu and accepted everything that Moshe said. No questions asked, no thoughts that you know better than the tzaddik, no question marks. This is what the tzaddik says, this is what we do. Now this is the basic Torah of Rabbeinu. Rabbeinu teaches us, just like things were then, so too are they today. We need to bind ourselves to the tzaddikim. Boruch Hashem, Am Yisrael is blessed with many tzaddikim. And each one of us has got to find the tzaddik that he's connected to, that you feel that your soul and his soul are one. Receive from him, learn from him, accept what he teaches you, and you will see a blessing in every single thing that you do. That is the power of tzaddikim. Not only that, ask questions. Ask questions. Yes, so on that note, we will ask a question. Everything is getting so expensive. The Rav mentioned a few weeks back with Shalom Arish, Shlita, that since all is going up, how do we cope with Amuna and Joy? Because it's since then, since the Rav spoke, it's got even more extreme. The taxes and the Tuchlami and this and that. And it's, suddenly there's even more expenses than we were even talking about when the Rav first mentioned in so our class. Gas, gas, yes, everything. It's mass inflation. Okay, first, ah. of all, first of all, I'm, I'm sorry to say, I don't know what you're speaking about. <laughs> I mean, what? Prices have gone up? I mean, you want to tell me that prices have gone up and the salary is staying exactly the same thing? You want to tell me that the government is not giving you another extra stipend of $100,000 a month? Oh, yes, please. Oh, really? I mean, are you mm -hmm. telling me? Are you being I serious? wish. I wish. Okay, wait, do I have to <laughs> pay it back? Yeah. <laughs> have to Without pay that? interest. Without interest? Or with... <laughs> <laughs> well, not even pay it back. They're just giving gifts, you know? Okay, let, let's go on a serious note. Yeah. Things are getting more and more difficult. This is the way we see it. Now, the Mishnah says this at the end of Tractate Soiter, that when the times of Mashiach come close, Hayokir Yamir, things are going to become much more expensive. Now, people are asking how to cope with this, and this is a difficult trial. It's very difficult going to shop and suddenly finding out that you've just now spent 30 or 40% more than what you were used to spending on exactly the same products, or finding out that even though you're working very hard, the salary at the end of the month is not enough to support you and your family. It is a difficult trial. But the question is, why does Hashem do this? I heard once a beautiful explanation. Why is part of Mashiach's coming, why is that dependent on prices going up? Unfortunately, we all think that we have the power, that we're in control, we're working, we're making money. No, I mean, so much so, no, most people, okay, well, you, so you know something? 
Rabzushavani Poli said that the trial of the rich man is much more difficult than that of the poor man because the poor man knows that he has to pray to Hashem. Where's my help going to come from? If he doesn't speak to Hashem and doesn't ask him to intervene and to help him, he's not making a salary, he's not making any money, so how is he going to live? But the rich man thinks, This is through my power, my strength, my intellect, my incredible skills at commerce and understanding what's going on. And he doesn't turn to Hashem. Hashem wants us to turn to him. Now, Hashem knows that unfortunately, as long as everything goes well, there's not really any reason for us to turn over to Hashem, which is a reality. We don't thank Hashem for what we have enough. We don't ask Hashem to keep helping us. We take many things for granted. We're not doing this enough. We're not doing this enough. <laughs> We're not saying thank you enough. We're not asking Hashem to keep the things going. And unfortunately, because of that, we're losing the connection with Hashem. And all Hashem wants is Shuvu Elai Return to me and I will return to you. He wants us to call him. I hope once a beautiful, beautiful parable. It's actually a true story, but it is a parable given by Rabbianka Legalinsky of Blessed Memory, one of the greatest Rabbonim and, uh, and Magidim who Amisrael had. He told a story once of an Avrech who came to Koilo and he's bringing with him two big baskets filled with soft drink when soft drink was cheaper, okay, <laughs> and, disposable, and, and, and disposable cups and plates when they were cheaper, okay, this happened years ago, and he comes into Koilal and all his friends say to him, what happened? And he said, I have a miracle, I have to now do a special meal, a Thanksgiving meal, you don't know what happened to me. They said to him, what happened? He said, I crossed the road and a truck, a semi-trailer was, was rushing by, it nearly killed me. I mean, I by a miracle, I managed to jump aside and I was saved. And the truck just kept running by. And I'm now doing a Thanksgiving meal, a miracle that I have managed to survive. Okay, everyone was very happy. They all ate and they praised Hashem. The next day, again, he comes with two big baskets filled with exactly the same things. His friends say to him, tell me, what, what? you got run over today also? You nearly got run over? What happened? You had another miracle. Have you become the miracle man? He said to them, no. He said, today I even had a greater miracle. I crossed the road and nothing happened. No truck came. I managed to cross safely from one side to the other. I came here and I'm full and intact and healthy. And I decided that's a miracle. I have to have a Thanksgiving meal to thank Hashem. That is the true way that we should look at the way things are happening. And since it doesn't happen, Hashem is trying to make us come closer to Him. So one of the things Hashem does Hashem hurts us, which is not really hurting, but it's hurting us for a good purpose. Hashem hurts us, and we feel the pain in one of the things that are the most crucial things for us, and that is in our livelihood. Things are getting more expensive, and it's come to a situation where we have no choice. We have to scream to Hashem, as the verse says, Throw all your weight onto Hashem. Depend on Him, and He will provide for you. And only through that pain... Are we really able to call Hashem and to pray to Hashem for Hashem to help us and to realize that everything we get is only from Hashem? And as this happens and we are being more squished and squeezed, we're calling more to Hashem and then Hashem will save us. Then we shall see true, true salvation and true redemption. Then we need a song on that note. Oh yes, yeah. something about money 
and disposables. <laughs> where does all the money come from? Through Amuna from Hashem. So where, where where did you feel most uplifted this last year? Uman. Uman. Let's do a song about uh, Uman. Uh, Uman. Uh, Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah. It's an experience that takes you takes you all the way home for the whole year. I, I think I think this year it actually like helped me with my nisuim even. You know, like mm-hmm. as much as uh, the wives they hate it when we leave home, you know, for for a few days, you know, on a holiday, on Rosh Hashanah, you know. Um, I think it, you know, it changed my outlook a little bit too, and uh, I need to put uh, that experience into uh, a song, you know. So I came home and uh, wrote this one. <laughs> אני בדרך לאומן, אומנם, לרבינו נחמן, בראש השנה. אני בדרך לאומן, אומנם, לרבינו נחמן, בראש השנה. היי, היי, מיריקלס אבי די, when you're on the way. Uman, Uman now How I'm gonna pay Where do I stay Rebbeinu takes you there So open up that invitation Pack your bags in preparation Oh, oh, ani badelech Le'uman, Uman now Le'rabbeinu nachman בראש השנה, אני בדרך לאומן אומנאו, לרבנו נחמן, בראש השנה. היי היי, דאזן און דה סטריט, סמו ויפית, היר נאומן אומנאו. We're gonna take a walk, no time to talk, I gotta get up and pray. So open up that invitation Pack your bags in preparation אני בדרך לאומן אומנם לרבנו נחמן בראש השנה אני בדרך לאומן אומנם לרבנו נחמן בראש השנה אני בדרך לאומן רבנו נחמן אני בדרך אליך Right before the prices go up for the tickets בראש השנה Or go for better war that's an example of what we were speaking about of being connected to the tzaddik I mean many people always ask tell me why do you people who are connected to Rabbi Nachman Bresov why do you go to Uman for Rosh Hashanah you leave your family you leave your kids you leave your wife and you know what the answer is 
because that is what the tzaddik said to do. He said, come to me for Rosh Hashanah. So we cast away all of our different pseudo-wisdoms and we annul ourselves completely to what the tzaddik wanted and we go to Rosh Hashanah. And I can promise you, okay, it is not a vacation. I mean, you come to Uma and you'll see what I mean. It's a holy place. But vacation, there are much better places in Eretz Yisrael and all around the world. We go there because the tzaddik said, that's it. Oh, yeah. what a way to end the I class. To, yeah. You know, like uh, I stayed there about a few days after. Yeah. And it just dies down. Like you get depressed. The Whoa. more you stay there after Rosh Hashanah, you, get, you, start, get, you start getting depressed. Not, the like, opposite, yeah. Like, uh, you know, it, yeah. there's so much happiness around Rosh Hashanah, but like... Because that's uh, when it's climbing. A day, yeah. two days, a week? Wow, you're there too long. Yeah. You're there too long. You stayed Sukkot, didn't you? No, no, no. I came back right before Yom Kippur. Like, the day before, and, and it was already... You should know. I was there, there is, one time on Sukkot. There is, there is a tradition in Brest, by Reblevi Yitzchak Benda, that you're not supposed to be an Uman for more than two weeks. Wow. That's the maximum time, amount of time you should be an Uman. Wow. Don't be there for too long, because then you lose the special feeling of being at the Tariq. I think this year, with all the combination of challenges, I think people need to be there as quick as possible. Oh, yes. Yeah. This year, I, more I, than I, ever. I, didn't, I didn't get to go there this Rosh Hashanah. No, but the coming now. I had a baby girl born on Motsi yes. Rosh Hashanah. Yes. Lebedek. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hashem. It felt. We <laughs> want to wish everyone a beautiful rest of the week. Thank you for joining us for our 59th Muna class. Remind everybody to join all our campaigns, get the books, go to breastlove.com. We're putting up slowly all these Amuna classes on the site. And just to remind you, in the coming weeks, we have Leron Mazur. We're going to talk about soulful money. Rudy Rochman is on tour, so as soon as he gets back, he, his management said he'll come into the studio. Sheffer, Judah, Michelle, still working on a schedule with them. Levy Cohen was maybe supposed to come this Sunday, but he delayed two weeks or so. We've also got the Waterbury boys who are meant to come with Ravaloski, but they're also delayed another few weeks. So we'll keep you in touch. And remember, we can bring Amuna tour global, LA, Brooklyn, UK. Everyone's waiting for the Rav to come in person. Keep praying for Absalom Banyan the healing music that we've got here thank you again for joining us thank you with Dov Halprin and the Rav for translating and bringing over the Torah of Rav Oresh and the Sadiq into our lives even more and more and we'll please God see you on a, after a wonderful beautiful Shabbat Shalom L'chaim Amen thank you thank you
קצת קלה, בני שבת. That was beautiful. Thank you, Dov. Here we are about to begin our 59th Amuna class. I can't believe it. Just as the world's kicking off. Okay, we got the new pamphlets. I'm going to give one to our wonderful guests. We've got fruits. See in the cover photo. Lovely fruits. They're not for us. For Avos. Yeah. Give him a four. Seeing them a gives her for just seeing such beautiful fruits. But Victor Miller used to talk about how it's could I just to walk into a fruit store and see the large selection just to open your mind and give thanks to Hashem for all the yeah, wonderful yeah. things that are available. The creation, all the fruits, all the shefa, the bracha. Oh, we can see each other on the screen. Okay. Thanks for holding on. Nice to see you. Welcome to our 59th Muna class in the studio of Rav Shalom Oreshlita. And we have the pleasure to be hosting Rav Dayan Elgod, not just as a translator, as in the past, but today as a stand-in and a... <laughs> what are we going to say to that comment? <laughs> okay, say a pathetic substitute. No, no, no. Yes, yes, use those words. A pathetic, a wonderful a pathetic student and the Chavrusa with the Rav. <laughs> someone who's a Dayan in Yushalayim Hashem and, and has been a, connected to the Rav for many, many years in his teachings and standing in for the Rav. We're still praying and dedicating our classes to the full Rafur Shlema of Rav Sholem ben Yamna, Yamna. And guess what? We have a return guest all the way from Uman. Yes, that was the last time we had the you. Last time, yeah. The last time I, I was on my way to the airport that day, unfortunately, I couldn't actually be in the class. I had to leave suddenly to, to go home. But nevertheless, we had with Dov Halperin in Uman with Rav Oresh and with Ralph Cohen translating. Now we are in the studio in Yushalayim. And you've come all the way from? Uh, Ramata Sharon. Ramata Sharon. How far? A few hours? 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Wow. <laughs> Not that far. Thank God, Israel, even though it seems big, but it's actually uh, much easier if, as long as the All traffic's the not crazy. You get to see the sea, yeah? Yeah. Wow, lucky. Sometimes. You. Sometimes. <laughs> okay, so we welcome Dov Halperin. Check him out. We welcome all our guests that join us in the Holy Land and the Holy Yushalayim and online, all of you out there. So many inspired followers. Blessings to our special guests and the Munastaf and all to the full healing and to be rid of Corona and all of the forms. And that means also all the restrictions as well. It's about time we get Amen. rid of them Amen. and have all have a full shlema, specifically Rav Shalom Marish, Rav Shalom Ben Yamna, Tila Rivka Bas Masha. And these classes are also to have the Ben Chaim Machaim to the elevation to the pure soul of Gedalia's son, Gedalia Fenster's son, Yerachmud Danil Ben Gedalia. We appreciate your dedication to the Immuna classes, to the Rav's teachings. We wish everyone a good week, a healthy rest of winter. It's still cold. That's why you see me wrapped up still. And climax to show of him, Tat, Adar of joy, and, and share Amuna global all. That's Amen. it. Amazing. We want Amuna. Imagine if Amuna would be everywhere, then uh, we'd all be with the base of Migdash. It would be amazing. There'd be no more problems. So it's just a matter of us doing our job and mission and bringing that reality. 
First, we'd say thank you for all the appreciated feedback and questions. To remind everyone about Rav Rosh's Amuna exercise on the website, breslev.com. One is the Gratitude Garden of Amuna book, the latest book. We hope to have more soon. And also the pamphlet of Campaign Love of People with Devotion booklet. It's been updated, the new edition, thanks to the guidance of our Rabonim here. And also to wonderful Torah study. This is what someone wrote here. Let's get to the, the dedications, uh, or rather the feedback. Thank you to this wonderful rabbi for these videos. Thanks also to Breslov team and YouTube for making them available. That was on reference to Dr. Bainin's videos, which are still up. Thank God. Now, good morning. Rav Shalom Oresh from NC, which I assume is North Carolina with hearts. Blessed be God created the universe and grant long life to Rav Sholem ben Yamna, who has given his life to bring us closer to Hashem. Tadara Balacha, Hashem, Amen, Amen. This is all on the different videos from Rav Oresh, the clips we put up every week, and the short versions and the slightly longer clips. We put up as many as we can. Thank God we have a great team downstairs editing. And uh, only with Hashem we have all. The Schlepping Nachas Jam. Yes, that was in reference to last week's Schlepping Nachas Jam. That video went up after the Rav left. We had a jam and it's seven something minutes of pure simcha about the petik. And they even put in a little clip of Rav Orish taking out his petik and everyone, you know, having a good time singing. It was very special where they managed to squeeze it in there from the last visit. So as if Rav Orish was there. Thank you, Rabbi. So true. Someone wrote, Shalom. A lot of humans want to be lifted to be able to create these little kingdom of love and peace for their glory. There is only one kingdom where you want to be lifted to live in his glory. That I think was on reference to uh, Nissen Black's lifted video, which is still going around. Shalom from Oklahoma, USA. What a crew. Baruch Hashem. Schleppers. I was in reference to Shepping Nachas, the full class, excellent class last week. Rafur Shlema, Rav Sholem Osh Ben Yamna, Shlepping Nachas, we love, we love, love. We want more, we want more Shlepping Nachas. There we go. It was very popular. A lot of people enjoyed the class, and it's thank God all our footage can be shared on our live feed, Facebook, YouTube. It's thank God it's all there edited and the official versions. Get it out there. And uh, including my class will be tomorrow going live, Monday, weekly, 3.30. We're putting up Ralph Cohen's classes, please God, soon. More classes on Rabbi Nachman's stories. We're on some Belayish. She's getting some good feedback. And we're looking forward to welcome back again Rabbi Dianel to get some classes somehow or another from him. But this is our special opportunity to have him here. Thank you, Hashem, for everything you give us. All our team, the MC. Rev. Diane Elgar translate the previous and coming classes. Thank God for these classes. We'll hopefully be joining you next week. We're still hopeful that Rev. Oish himself, because his health is improving. And that gets us to our first question. Before we get there, we're going to have a song from Rev. Dov Halpern. Yes, and Bezrat Hashem, when the Rav comes back, then I will not be a pathetic substitute. No, I'll no, be no. an adequate translator. No, 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 no. We're not oh, going. The, I say I meant to the Rav Oresh part, but not to the pathetic part. We we respect and appreciate you. Thank you. So let's uh, let's go. Let's go with the message of uh, smile that we uh, yes. From you know. Amen. Smile out the window, smile at the world, smile at the people all through the night. Smile at the moonlight, smile at your friends, smile at the ones you know. 
the ones you don't You don't know how many people you change Just give it a try Take some time, give them a hug And give them a smile After the rain, smile at the children, smile at the old, smile at the ones you love, and the ones you don't, you don't know how many people you change, just give it a try, take some attention, give them a hug, and give them a smile, yeah, whoa. joining us again it's such an honor to have you back in the studio we i think it was a more than a year i think it was even summery months when you first came yeah yeah it was all like tanned and hot thank god so we're in a colder time we're going to warm it up a little bit we're in Chodesh Adda, zion Adda, zion Adda is coming up the outside moshe Rabbeinu. that's going to be the second question we have here moshe Rabbeinu, zion Adda coming up what does that mean so to tie it into the first question I'm just going to read out. Some people are asking again and again and again. It's an urgent question over here. What is Rav Arish's health situation? Is it improving? Was the truth? Some people unfortunately posted online mistakenly that he had a stroke uh, outside and it made a lot of confusion and, and the Rav's no longer speaking anymore. God forbid. So um, thank God we settled that. We clarified it with the help of the Arish family directly and we were in contact with those people a lot of those posts were corrected or taken down we are struggling to respond this is what i wrote directly how will we share the pain and challenge with this recent news about the beloved rav schlitter we're giving individual responses to those who are friends and followers of the rav schlitter as all are based on the rav words of the focus is on a spiritual remedy that's going to tie into zion adder we're going to talk about the concept of the sadik the rav according to the orish family and rav dynamic has done all the tests and is clear while his health is improving, Baruch Hashem, the Rav Dinah could just update me now, just the, the Rav's health, he's, he was at Malava Malka last night, he was talking, he was involved, he was playing the 
what's it called? Dabuka. Dabuka. <laughs> yes, the Dabuka, the drum thing. Yeah. And so it's all happening over there. The issue with his speech, as of two and a half years ago before Uman, is a Ruchnis challenge. And we all need to work on more Shmir Saloshan, especially about the Sadiqim, which once again we're connecting to what we're going to discuss today. And keep up the prayers and campaigns for the love of all people. We have that here. Only good news and good chodesh. That was already because this was posted last week. By the way, the Rav's speech recovered once he came to Uman Rosh Hashanah. Remember that? We all saw it with our own eyes. It wasn't just me. We witnessed the miracle of someone who seemingly wasn't speaking and he had a bracha from a David Chazera. And then once he gets to Uman, to Rabbi Nachman, and he's in his holy Sion and things start to, his health will improve. And it did. And he was able to give amazing droshes that year and speeches in Uman, Rosh Hashanah, I think it was 2019, as guided by his Dastor. We witness, uh, we witness this. Is there some physical effect to the Rav? Yes, it does seem like some slight difference, but that is an Aramuna focus. As it's obvious to all, the Rav's dedication and an extensive schedule to bring Amuna global with almost endless prayers, inspiring classes, like here in the studio, he goes back to back to back, and we hopefully welcome him back again in the studio soon. Amen. Thousands of Amen. connecting meetings, we meet with thousands of people, we even have Toronto meeting out, uh, reaching out again, they want to host the Rav for online meetings. Brooklyn, please go, we're going to start posting that. Um, a potential trip in May. May we share only healing and joy. Amen. And that's Amen. really the first two questions. And now we'll go to the Rav Dayan Elgrod in reference to the health and the Sadiq, how they all come together. Please go. Well, let's start speaking first of all about Zainada. Thank you very much, Rabilio. And I hope that next week I'm only going to be here as a translator and the Rav will be here himself and we'll all be much happier. Okay. Why Zainada? The seventh month, the seventh day of the month of Adar, so important. The Gemara says in Tractate Kiddushin on page 38 that on Zain Adar, Moshe Rabbeinu was born and Moshe Rabbeinu also passed away. In other words, he lived for a full 120 years and it was day to day. Now we know that Moshe Rabbeinu represents all the tzaddikim. Rabbi Nachman of Bresa speaks about it very much in his book Likutei Moharan on the second Torah. He brings the Gemara in Tractate Chabas on page 101 that says Moshe Shapir Kamat, the name that they used to describe other Torah sages was the name of Moshe. Now there are even opinions in the Halacha and among the Tanoim that Moshe Rabbeinu was born in leap year, like this year, and he was born on Adar Aleph, which is Zain Adar, the day that we're going to be on Tuesday, and he also passed away on Zain Adar Aleph. Well, so well. whatever happens, there's a whole importance of speaking now about the whole concept of a tzaddik. But before I start speaking specifically about what Rabbeinu teaches us, and we're going to be learning something from inside, I'd like to answer a, a, a question and even specify a point. Many times over the years, people have asked me, tell me, what is this whole concept about a tzaddik? I mean, why do I need a tzaddik? Why do I need someone special, someone who can elevate my prayers, someone who can guide me? Why can't I do it myself? I mean, Hashem gave me an intellect, He gave me a neshama, He gave me a mind. Why do I need the tzaddik's help? Now, that's a very good question, isn't it, Rebilio? Very fair. We know that there's a rule. What was is what shall be. If we look carefully, people who say this to me, I tell them that they didn't really learn the Torah and learning all the sages around the different verses properly because Amisrol received the Torah not from Hashem, they received it from the tzaddik. Oh, that's, that's an earthquake, isn't it? Saying such a sentence. I'm going to explain. The Midrash says, and Rashi brings this in several places, that Amisrol only heard two commandments from Hashem. The first two, Anochi, Velo Yelecha. 
Says the Midrash, and the Gemara brings this in Tractate Shabbos on page 88. The, the Gemara there says, every single time Am Yisrael heard Hashem's voice, do you know what happened to them? They died. Nafshi My soul left as Hashem spoke. And Hashem had to bring the Jew, yeah? He had to bring all this different, uh, uh, different spiritual powers to revive them again. And Am Yisrael were revived twice. And after twice, they said to him, to Moshe Rabbeinu, and they said to him, listen, Moshe Rabbeinu, We've had enough. Please, you speak to us and we'll listen. We don't want Hashem to speak to us. We've had enough of dying. We can die once, we can die twice, but that's too much. We're not able to cope with dying and being revived, dying and being revived. And Moshe Rabbeinu, he is the one who spoke all the 611 commandments to Am Yisrael. That's why the verse says at the end, the last, the last Pasha, the last segment of the Torah, Pasha, Vezot HaBrachah, it says, Torah Tzivalanu Moshe. Says that the Midrash, Torah, the numerical value is 611. 611 commandments were given to Am Yisrael by Moshe Rabbeinu. Imagine this scenario. Rashi tells us in Pasha Shlach that every time Moshe Rabbeinu was speaking to Hashem, he went into Ohel Moed, and the only person that heard him was Moshe Rabbeinu. No one outside Oil Mohed could hear what Hashem says. Now, imagine this scenario. Moshe Rabbeinu goes in to Oil Mohed. He comes out and he says to Amisrael, Shalom Aleichem, dear Amisrael. HaKadosh Baruch Hu told me a new commandment that I've got to tell you. From now on, you have got to bring your tithe to me and to my brother, Aharon the Kohen. Again, two days later, dear Amisrael, we have a new commandment. Hashem told me that every single new fruit that you have, you've got to bring to my brother, to Aaron Akoin. By the way, you've also got to give us part of your livestock. You've got to give us 48 cities in Eretz Yisrael for us to live there. And you have to respect us. You have to remember that we, the Kohanim, are elevated and we have special and unique things. Vikidashto. Imagine all these commandments that Am Yisrael heard. They never heard Hashem say them to Moshe Rabbeinu. They saw Moshe Rabbeinu going into the tent. They see Moshe Rabbeinu coming out, and then Moshe Rabbeinu tells them all these things. How can they believe him? Maybe Moshe Rabbeinu is chas v'chalila, motivated by his own personal interests. I mean, a person who was not pure and holy as Moshe Rabbeinu, that's what he'd do between you and me, I'm sorry to say, with my spiritual level, that's what I'd do. Hey, this is a wonderful opportunity to cope with all the difficult financial situation that we have now in Israel and in the world. We'll be speaking about that soon. But why would Am Yisrael believe Moshe Rabbeinu? Two of the most important events that happened in the life of Am Yisrael, HaKadosh Baruch Hu did them in order for Am Yisrael to believe in Moshe Rabbeinu. The first one was Kriyat Yamsuf. When the Red Sea broke, the verse says, Vayaminu Hashem, they believed in Hashem, Uve Moshe Avdo, and then Moshe his servant. And Matan Torah, when Hashem gave us the holy Torah on Mount Sinai, <coughs> it says, Vegam Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, I want Am Yisrael to believe in you. We received 611 commandments out of 613 through Moshe Rabbeinu. No one heard them except for Hashem and Moshe Rabbeinu. Do you understand what a level of emuna Am Yisrael had to have in the tzaddik in that generation? That's why whenever anyone tried to undermine the power of the tzaddik, the punishment was severe and immediate. The tzaddik's sister, Miriam, at the end of Pasha's Baal when she spoke about him, comparing him to other prophets. Bang! For seven days, she was punished. She got the punishment of tzarat, of leprosy. 
she was put in bidud. We'd say that she was put. She was she was closed. It was a, how would I translate bidud? How would Isolation. you say that? Isolation for seven days. All of Amisrom knew this. Korach. When Korach decided to dispute Moshe Rabbeinu, the punishment was terrible. 250 people were burnt in the heavenly fire. The rest of Korach's congregation were all swallowed by the, by the, by, by the earth opening up. When you speak about the tzaddik, Hashem reacts with severity. Why? Because the whole Torah that we got is through the tzaddik. Now, through that, we can now understand the whole concept of the tzaddik. If we got the Torah through the tzaddik, why do you think things are going to change? Every generation, we receive the Torah through the tzaddik. So if you think that you are able to receive the Torah on your own, the answer is no, you can't. You need the tzaddik. And without the tzaddik's intervention, without his assistance, without his guidance, you will never be able to really receive the Torah. And Rabbeinu writes this very specifically in a Torah that we're going to be learning soon. After we have a bit more of a break, we're going to be learning the key and the most fundamental basic Torah that Rabbeinu has. One, two, three, and I'll explain myself afterwards. And I think now is the time for a song, don't you, Rabbeinu? Yes, yes, yes. Let's go. We want to thank again, Dov, for the wonderful fruits he brought for Rav Sholem Orosh, Rav Sholem Ben Yamna. Dedicate all the music and all the energy we're doing here for the Rav's full healing and the fruits we please God afterwards will bring to the Rav's home. And it's a mitzvah, Bikr Cholim. Amen. Once again, everyone's been reaching out with beautiful prayers and beautiful tefillahs for the Rav and good wishes. And we thank everybody. And please, God, we'll be hearing from the Rav himself very soon. Amen. Amen. That would be the best. <laughs> so this song, I'd like to uh, give a shout out uh, to the Nachum Siegel Network, who have been uh, playing it, uh, giving this song a little bit of airplay recently. Nice. It's a song about... Uh, how much we all love Shabbos. We love Shabbos. And, uh, you know, that whiskey, that little glass of whiskey, you know, uh, right before Kabbalah Shabbat, does wonders sometimes. <laughs> Fine. For those who Fine. drink whiskey. <laughs> no, sim. I'm Adda. still waiting for that bottle. Sim, yeah, Hava, the Hava. The Hava. Yeah, where is it? I want to see more. Kol Zazim כל השבוע מחכים, מחכים שזה יעבור. יום השבת זה מנוחה, יום השבת עבר. יום השבת עם המשפחה ועם בורא עולם. זרים מן הזרים, הם בטח לא שכנים. יום השבת זה מנוחה, יום השבת עבר. יום השבת עם החברים, קידוש וגם חמים. ילך דודי, לקראת קהל האור. 
פני שבת, לקבלה Wow, beautiful. Thank you, Dov. Amazing. Should we continue? And we just now finished Shabbos. Wow, Shabbos. <laughs> yeah, let's continue. I would like to learn with you the Torah of Rabbi Nachman of Breslev. And I'm going to use the wonderful, wonderful translation of Rabbi Chaim Kramer Schlitter. Oh. Beautiful translation of the Kuti Moharan. Breslev.org. Breslev.org. This is the most essential Torah and teaching that Rabbeinu, Rabbi Nachman of Breslev has. Its code name is 123. And why is that? Because it appears in chapter 123. So well. you can always remember 123. And the words that Rabbi Nachman Abreslev uses, he doesn't use it anywhere else. I'd like to read it. The essence and foundation on which everything depends, this is the only place Rabbi Nachman uses this phrase, the essence and the foundation on which everything depends is one's binding oneself to the tzaddik of the generation. You have to be connected to the tzaddik, just like the Torah was received in the times of Moshe Rabbeinu through the tzaddik, through Moshe, so too in every generation, a Talmud Chochem who's called Moshe, you have to bind yourself to a tzaddik to receive the Torah from him. And Rabbeinu continues, accepting his word in whatever he says. This is how it is in matters small and great, not deviating, God forbid, from his word. The first thing you have to understand is by binding yourself to the tzaddik, you ask him everything. You ask him big things, you ask him small things, you understand that he is the funnel, he is the pipeline that is connected to Hashem, and through him can you hear Hashem's word. And don't deviate from what the tzaddik says. Even if you think that you're right, never ever deviate, because he sees things that you don't see. I heard once a beautiful parable from one of my rabbis and teachers, Rabbi Mordechai Liyar, Zecher Tzadik Livrocha. He says, why does a tzaddik see things that we don't see? He gave an example of an airport. In an airport, we know that we have all the different, uh, that we have the flight supervisors. Now, the flight supervisors normally sit inside what's called the supervision tower. 
in a very high place where they can see the whole airport. They can see all the different things that are happening around them. They can guide the planes and tell them, listen, you come land in route number one, you in route number two. They know what is going on because they are higher up and they can see things that people standing on ground cannot see. He said that is the same concept of the tzaddik. He's connected to Hashem. He sees things that we don't see. And Rabbeinu continues. The second thing is casting off from oneself all pseudo-wisdoms. We unfortunately have many different pseudo-wisdoms that we think we know. We think this is the way that things should work. We think that we understand what's going on. I always say this, that when Obama was running for presidency in America, he always used his his whole campaign was based on the sentence, yes, we can. Remember that? Well, we as Yidden, our belief is, no, we can't. We cannot do things on our own. We have to have the help of the Tzaddik. We have to have the help of Hashem. And since the Tzaddik is connected to Hashem much more than we are, we have to connect ourselves to the Tzaddik. And the third thing Rabbi Nachman Abbasid writes is, and dismissing one's knowledge as if one had no intelligence other than what one receives from the tzaddik and the rav of the generation. Because as long as one retains some of one's own intellect, one lacks completion and is not bound to the tzaddik. We are all clever people. We are all intelligent people. We have our own opinions and our own ideas and concepts. But as long as we grasp onto them, and don't cancel whatever we have, don't cast away all those things and bind ourselves completely to the tzaddik, we're not really connected to him. I always say this, that the worst word to use when one talks about imuna, especially with binding yourself to the tzaddik, is the word but. Why am I saying that? This is how many people react. Listen, he's right, but... I think that maybe in this situation things are different. I agree with what he's saying, but I have a different opinion. That is the worst word in Amuna. Because once you start doing that, once you start thinking that you know maybe better than the tzaddik, you're not really bound to the tzaddik. And I'd like to read you one last sentence from this basic and essential Torah. Rabbeinu writes, Not cast off from themselves the pseudo-wisdoms, they would not have received the Torah. They might have denied everything, God forbid. All that Moshe Rabbeinu did with them would have been of no help to them. Rabbeinu says that the only way Am Yisrael accepted the Torah is because they cast away everything, they connected and bound themselves to Moshe Rabbeinu and accepted everything that Moshe said. No questions asked, no thoughts that you know better than the Tzaddik, no question marks. This is what the Tzaddik says, this is what we do. Now this is the basic Torah of Rabbeinu. Rabbeinu teaches us, just like things were then, so too are they today. We need to bind ourselves to the Tzaddikim. Baruch Hashem, Am Yisrael is blessed with many Tzaddikim. And each one of us has got to find the Tzaddik that he's connected to. That you feel that your soul and his soul are one. Receive from him, learn from him, accept what he teaches you. And you will see a blessing in every single thing that you do. That is the power of tzaddikim. Not only that, ask questions. Ask questions. Yes, so on that note, we will ask a question. Everything is getting so expensive. The Rav mentioned a few weeks back with Shalom Arish, Shlita, that since all is going up, 
how do we cope with Amuna and joy? Because since then, since I've spoke, it's got even more extreme. The taxes and the tuchlami and this and that. And it's suddenly there's even more expenses. And we were even talking about when the rab first mentioned in our class. Yes, everything. It's mass inflation. First of all, first of all, I'm I'm sorry to say I don't know what you're speaking about. <laughs> I mean, what prices have gone up? I mean. You want to tell me that prices have gone up and the salary is staying exactly the same thing? You want to tell me that the government is not giving you another extra stipend of $100,000 a month? Oh, yes, please. Oh, really? I mean, are you telling me? Are you being I serious? wish. I wish. Wait, okay. wait, wait. No. Do I have to pay it back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Without back. interest. Without interest? Or, with... <laughs> or not even pay it back. They're just giving gifts, you know? Okay, let, let's go on a serious note. Yeah. Things are getting more and more difficult. This is the way we see it. Now, the Mishnah says this at the end of Tractate Soiter, that when the times of Mashiach come close, things are going to become much more expensive. Now, people are asking how to cope with this, and this is a difficult trial. It's very difficult going to shop and suddenly finding out that you've just now spent 30 or 40% more than what you were used to spending on exactly the same products, of finding out that even though you're working very hard, the salary at the end of the month is not enough to support you and your family. It is a difficult trial. But the question is, why does Hashem do this? I heard once a beautiful explanation. Why is part of Mashiach's coming? Why is that dependent on prices going up? Unfortunately, we all think that we have the power, that we're in control, we're working, we're making money. No, I mean, so much so, most people, okay, well, you, so you know something? <laughs> Reb Zusha Vanipoli said that the trial of the rich man is much more difficult than that of the poor man because the poor man knows that he has to pray to Hashem. Where's my help going to come from? If he doesn't speak to Hashem and doesn't ask him to intervene and to help him, is not making a salary, is not making any money, so how is he going to live? But the rich man thinks, This is through my power, my strength, my intellect, my incredible skills at commerce and understanding what's going on. And he doesn't turn to Hashem. Hashem wants us to turn to him. Now, Hashem knows that unfortunately, as long as everything goes well, there's not really any reason for us to turn over to Hashem, which is a reality. We don't thank Hashem for what we have enough. We don't ask Hashem to keep helping us. We take many things for granted. We're not doing this enough. We're not doing this enough. <laughs> We're not saying thank you enough. We're not asking Hashem to keep the things going. And unfortunately, because of that, we're losing the connection with Hashem. And all Hashem wants is Shuvu Elai Vashuv Alechem. Return to me and I will return to you. He wants us to call him. I heard once a beautiful, beautiful parable. It's actually a true story, but it is a parable given by Rabbi Yanka Legolinsky of Blessed Memory, one of the greatest Rabbonim and, uh, and Magidim who Am Yisrael had. He told a story once of an Avrech who came to Koilo and he's bringing with him two big baskets filled with soft drink when soft drink was cheaper, okay, <laughs> and disposable and, and, and disposable cups and plates when they were cheaper, okay, this happened years ago, and he comes into Koilil and all his friends say to him, what happened? And he said, I have a miracle, I have to now do a special meal, a Thanksgiving meal, you don't know what happened to me? They said to him, what happened? He said, I crossed the road and a truck, a semi-trailer, was, was rushing by, it nearly killed me. 
I mean, I by a miracle, I managed to jump aside and I was saved and the truck just kept running by and I'm now doing a Thanksgiving meal, a <coughs> miracle that I have managed to survive. Okay, everyone was very happy. They all ate and they praised Hashem. The next day, again, he comes with two big baskets filled with exactly the same things. His friends say to him, tell me what, what? You got run over today also? You nearly got run over? What happened? You had another miracle? Have you become the miracle man? He said to them, no. He said, today I even had a greater miracle. I crossed the road and nothing happened. No truck came. I managed to cross safely from one side to the other. I came here and I'm full and intact and healthy and I decided that's a miracle. I have to have a Thanksgiving meal to thank Hashem. That is the true way that we should look at the way things are happening. And since it doesn't happen, Hashem is trying to make us come closer to Him. So one of the things Hashem does, Hashem hurts us. Which is not really hurting, but it's hurting us for a good purpose. Hashem hurts us. And we feel the pain in one of the things that are the most crucial things for us. And that is in our livelihood. Things are getting more expensive. And it's come to a situation where we have no choice. We have to scream to Hashem, as the verse says, Throw all your weight onto Hashem. Depend on Him and He will provide for you. And only through that pain are we really able to call Hashem and to pray to Hashem for Hashem to help us and to realize that everything we get is only from Hashem. And as this happens and we are being more squished and squeezed, we're calling more to Hashem. And then Hashem will save us. Then we shall see true, true salvation and true redemption. Then we need a song on that note. Oh, yes. Yeah. Something about money and disposables. <laughs> where does all the money come from? Through Amuna, from Hashem. So where, where, where did you feel most uplifted this last year? Uman. Uman. Let's do a song about Uman. Uh, Uman. Uh, Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah. It's an experience that takes you takes you all the way home for the whole year I, I think I think this year it actually like helped me with my Nisruim even you know like Amen. as much as uh, the wives they hate it when we leave home you know for for a few days you know on a holiday on Rosh Hashanah you know um, I think it you know it changed my outlook a little bit too and uh, I need to put uh, that experience into uh, a song you know so I came home and uh, wrote this one אני בדרך לאומן, אומנם, לרבינו נחמן, בראש השנה. אני בדרך לאומן, אומנם, לרבינו נחמן, בראש השנה. היי, היי. Miracles every day when you're on the way to Uman Uman now. How I'm gonna pay? Where do I stay? Rabbeinu takes you there. So open up that invitation. Pack your bags in preparation. Oh, oh, I need Hey, hey, 
Dancing on that street So move your feet Here in Uman, Uman now We're gonna take a walk No time to talk I gotta get up and pray So open up that invitation Pack your bags in preparation Whoa, I need to go to Uman, Uman now לרבינו נחמן בראש השנה אני בדרך לאומן אומן לרבינו נחמן בראש אני בדרך לאומן ראש השנה, רבינו נחמן בראש השנה. אני בדרך לאומן אומן, לרבינו נחמן. Right before the prices go up for the tickets, you know? בראש Go for better war. That's how crazy the world is. That's Scream to Hashem. That's an example of what we were speaking about, of being Shem. connected to the tzaddik. I mean, many people always ask, tell me, why do you people who are connected to Rabbi Nachman of Gresset, why do you go to Uman for Rosh Hashanah? You leave your family, you leave your kids, you leave your wife. And you know what the answer is? Because that is what the tzaddik said to do. He said, come to me for Rosh Hashanah. So we cast away all of our different pseudo-wisdoms and we annul ourselves completely to what the tzaddik wanted and we go to Rosh Hashanah. And I can promise you, okay, it is not a vacation. I mean, you come to Uman, you'll see what I mean. It's a holy place. But vacation, there are much better places in Eretz Yisrael and all around the world. We go there because the tzaddik said, that's it. Oh, what a way to end the class, yeah. You know, like, uh, I stayed there about a few days after, Yeah. and it just dies down. Like, you get depressed. The wow. more you stay there after Rosh Hashanah, you, get, you, start, <laughs> get, you start getting depressed. No, the opposite, yeah. Like, uh, you know, you, yeah. there's so much happiness around Rosh Hashanah, but, like... Because that's uh, when it's climbing. A day, yeah. two days, a week? Wow, you're there too long. Yeah. You're there too long. You days? stayed Sukkot, didn't you? No, no, no. I came back right before Yom Kippur. Before like the day before and, and it was already you should know. i was there, there is, one time on there is, there is a tradition yeah. in Brestler, by Reblevi Yitzchak Bender that you're not supposed to be an woman for more than two weeks wow that's the maximum time amount of time you should be an woman wow. don't be there for too long because then you lose the special feeling of being at the tzaddik i think this year with all the combination of challenges i think people need to be there as quick as possible oh yes yeah. this year I, more I, than I, ever I, did, I didn't get to go there this rosh hashanah no, but the coming now i had a coming girl rosh hashanah. born on we want to wish everyone a beautiful rest of the week thank you for joining us for our 59th Muna class remind everybody to join all our campaigns get the books go to breastlove.com we're putting up slowly all these Muna classes on the site and just to remind you in the coming weeks we have Leron Mazur we're going to talk about soulful money 
Rudy Rochman is on tour. So as soon as he gets back, he, his management said he'll come into the studio. Sheffer, Judah, Michelle, still working on a schedule with them. Levy Cohen was maybe supposed to come this Sunday, but he delayed two weeks or so. We've also got the Waterbury boys who are meant to come with Ravaloski, but they're also delayed another few weeks. So we'll keep you in touch. And remember, we can bring Aruna Tour Global, LA, Brooklyn, UK. Everyone's waiting for the Rav to come in person. Keep praying for Absholom Ben Yamna, the healing music that we've got here. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you, Rav Halprin and the Rav for translating and bringing over the Torah of Rav Oresh and the Sadiq into our lives even more and more. And we'll please God see you on a, after a wonderful, beautiful Shabbat Shalom. L'chaim. L'chaim. Amen. Thank you. Thank you.